coming to you from our new home at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts. We are the Superflex Super Show. We talk QB values, Superflex strategies, evaluate and debate Superflex trades, plus our own twist on Superflex team management with exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, and You Are Nuts. So when you're done with this awesome DLF podcast, find us on Twitter at Superflex Show and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. You need to be more greedy. Yeah. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and they on the place, no. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that. Picking their brains, got different lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight back and forth. There is no order, they disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders. They got that I like mortar, peak grinding numbers like molars. I don't know anymore, I am at a crossroads. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and they on the place, no. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold, so. Jake on the table and they on the place, no. Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name's Peter Howard, at PA Howdy on Twitter, and I am joined once again by Jake Anderson, my co-host at Jake Anderson FF on Twitter, formerly known as the NFL Draft Talker. I heard you explaining that again on the podcast you went on, so I thought I'd throw that in. Um, Jake is back at the Crossroads this week. We are happy to have him back. He is fresh off his vacation to Colorado, no less, uh, as well as dominating the PGA series of tests so that he's now pga qualified congratulations jake and welcome back how are you doing thanks man uh yeah it feels good to be back you know like uh vacations can almost be stressful at some points you know so <laughs> sometimes it's nice to just be back home and i had a little neck injury that so i couldn't snowboard or anything like that which was a little bit depressing but um thanks man yeah passing all my pga tests was a huge relief, you know, big weight off my shoulders. Um, now I've only got to deal with a, a baby coming in and moving into a new house and um, the golf season, you know, right like right here on the doorstep. So, but yeah, can't complain, you know, like life is life is pretty good. Even, even sometimes when we think it's super stressful, it's, there's, you know, there's so much good in it too. How are you doing, my man? So just those few life-altering events that yeah, just to a, deal with now. Yeah, just a couple nice. little things. But uh. I'm good, man. I'm happy to have company back on the crossroads. It's been a little uh, echoey, a little lonely around here. But um, yeah, glad to have you back. Um, as far as the subject for this week, um, I again, obviously, I've completely crapped out and had no idea. So I thought what we'd do is look at um, Dynasty ADP, according to DLF. 
um, ADP collected by Ryan McDowell. This is, of course, a DLF family podcast, so that makes sense. And talk about um, context. Um, everyone talks about trading their draft picks because of the value of producers over the hype of rookies, especially as the NFL draft draws closer um, and uh, uh, rookies get more and more hyped. Um, there was an interesting chat going on between Kyle Lebrecht and Zach um, Reed from the Dynasty Dummies podcast in one of our group chats, and they were trying to talk about where the line was for trading the 1.1 uh, in a rookie draft for proven players. Now, where everyone has different rankings, that can be a little difficult to do, but I thought if we just looked at Dynasty ADP, we could get some idea of where that line is, where you should think about trading the first pick or the third pick or the fourth pick, or even the second pick, why not? <coughs> and where should, you should uh, or err on the side of the the proven player. Um, so does that sound like something that we can do, or does that sound like fun, Jake? <laughs> Something you got ideas about? No, I think I think I think it's I think it could bring a very interesting conversation. I think it's a good idea. I think so because there are some ranks in here based on it's ADP, obviously not ranks, but like I just flat out don't agree with like Derek Henry, for example, is just way too high if, uh, compared to where I have him, and so that has to be baked in. I think that'll help, you know, because everyone, all, all seven of the people who faithfully listen to us probably have different ideas about ADP as well, and so some of that variance will help give them or just me. That's what I'm doing it for. I, I want an idea of who I should be trading for um, instead of keeping these picks. So um, I don't know if we want to go positionally. I thought just we could start out just by talking in general. So you have the 1.01 pick in this year's rookie draft. Obviously, that's going to get more valuable the closer the draft gets and probably the, it's most valuable mm -hmm. after the draft. But do you have a sense of where in this ADP list you would start thinking about trading that pick what like what player um right now i can tell you dear listeners since you don't know um looking at the adp currently um Nikhil harry is ranked as the highest rookie in dlf adp that's according to april's um adp and he's ranked as the player 42 so he's ranked as the 42nd player off the board so we're just going to use that as a proxy for the 1.01 now obviously you might not want to select Nikhil harry you should but maybe you don't um but let's just say that 42 is currently where the 1.01 sits now just above that is cooper cup dj moore and Corey davis and um, just below that is, well, DK Metcalf, so the 1.02, followed by Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, and Derek Henry. Does that seem like the right kind of range for you? Um, in a startup, I think it does. Um, in, in You know, both of, us, both of us are big proponents of trading rookie picks in general, right? Um, in general, yeah. But I, as, the, as the hype grows, I, I mean, I don't ha I'm not in the situation where I have the 101, but seeing myself, you know, trying to visualize myself having the 101, <laughs> I'm holding out for you something even better, you know, because I think there is value in that pick. And I, even if I have to package something more, I'm going to use that 101 as a chip to get a really good player. And I'm not saying, you know, uh, Cooper Cup or DJ Moore or Corey Davis aren't really good players because I like all of them a lot, you know, um, but I would actually expect to get a little bit more than that. Yeah, the player that I noticed first, um, like above the 
number 42, where the 1.01 is ranked, um, is AJ Green. He's at 37, and that's a really good player who has questions because he has seemed to have dropped off here in the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. Would you trade AJ Green for the 1.01? Or T.Y. Hilton, though, back-to-back? I think you can get them for cheaper. I you honestly do? think you can wow. get either of those guys for like the 104, 105 even. Wow, because I, I would trade any pick for that type of player. Like that type of, like maybe they're yeah. dropping off, but like. No, I totally agree. I'm right there with you. I think they're, I think they're worth more than that, but I think you can get them for cheaper. And that's, that's probably where I'd hold. Now, gun to my head, I might do that, but I'm looking more like um, for a guy that I have a little bit rated a little bit higher, you know, like Adam Thielen. Um, Brandon Cooks, I think you can get even a little bit higher tier, and they, you know, they're not soup all that much higher for me than AJ Green or Ty, but they are higher. So I would reach up for that next couple spots to try to get those players. Even then, maybe AJ Green and Ty Hilton are higher than you know Cooks and Thielen for you. But um, regardless, I'd be looking for. You know, right around that top 10 wide receiver, I would want that kind of mark. Can I ask, what's the difference between, like, Thielen, Hilton, and Green for you? Like, obviously, Hilton and Green are more proven and been dominant for years. Thielen, obviously, is a little older than most breakouts, but he's still had his first year of being really, really good like they have been. And so what's the difference considering the fact that the age gap there is um, smaller than for most breakouts between Thielen and um, Hilton and Green? Yeah, honestly, it's not a lot, but they're just lower. Actually, I wanted to try to pull up my uh, my rankings here, but we can chat as I try to do that. <laughs> um, like I said, I don't. It's not a lot. I would say um, off the top of my head, I think you know, I think Thielen's like wide receiver nine or ten for me. Cooks is probably ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere in there. And T.Y. and Hill and A.J. are not much farther below that. But all I'm saying is I would I would push a little bit farther. I get it. I was just wondering specifically, like, um, is there something you're seeing with Hilton and Green's game as it ages? Because uh, I know, you, like me, you really like the, the way Thielen plays. Yeah, I think, I think it's a little more volume and um, a little bit of age there, too. And, I, again, I'm not an ageist, but yeah, cool. um, we have seen A.J. deal with more injuries and be a little bit less productive, not in as good of an offense, offensive system. Um, T.Y.'s on the opposite there. Besides, he does have, you know, some injury history. Um, he tends to get nicked up a little bit. He's definitely better at home on turf than he is on the road. I just think Adam Thielen is just – and, you know, A.J. Green's possibly a Hall of Famer, so I don't want to besmirch him as a player and what he's done. But, um, you know, and Adam Thielen has a long ways to go before he's even in that conversation. But just what are they giving me now? Right. I think Adam Thielen's a better wide receiver than both of the go- both of those guys. That's, that's just interesting where he's 28 and they're 29 and 30 respectively. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you on board with all three. We're not the guys who undervalue players because they get old. And so I thought it was just interesting. And mm-hmm. um, between those two is like um, Kenny Galladay, though. Like, I love me some Kenny Galladay. Like, I really, I was, I like to think I was one of the first in, but he's also less proven than T.Y. Horton and A.J. Crean, but ranked higher. Is he someone that you want more than just the 1.01 for? Um, I wouldn't trade the 101 for Kenny Galladay. Oh, okay. He's he's a little bit lower for me. I actually have him 
right below Robert Woods. And uh, I just looked. T.Y. Hilton and A.J. Green are back-to-back in my rankings for wide receivers. Adam Thielen's my wide receiver eight. I'm trying to summarize, like, like you said, anyone listening has different ideas of who should go where. So... ADP is just a proxy for that. What I'm getting from you, and I, I actually really agree, is you want a player with proven top 12 potential, for wide receivers at least, but hopefully a little younger, <laughs> and with, or at least with less of an injury history. Those would be things that we could put on a list if we we're trying to make it more generic. And I, I think that would be a fair way of looking mm-hmm. at it. Would you mostly be looking for wide receivers if you're trading the 1.01? Or someone that I'm noticing above um, the 1.01 right now is Kerryon Johnson. I've never really understood the amount of expectation from Kerryon Johnson. I think he's good. I've never thought he's great. I don't think his landing spot's overly great. I don't think the team typically relies on one player um, or has ever done. And so I think I'm a little lower. And so if I'm trading four to reverse it a little bit, and the 1.01, I would be looking to trade someone like Johnson over those wide receivers who are a little older, like A.J. Green and T.Y. Horton. I think they're worth more just because it's so hard to hit on that that level of wide receiver. But um, Kerryon Johnson, I, I forget. Are you higher or lower? Or? I like Kerryon Johnson a lot. I have him like right next to T.Y. and A.J., um, but that was before the C.J. Anderson hiring. I like Carrion a lot, actually, and I would pay the 101 for him. I, I really would. Um, I think he's just a really solid player. Yeah, his situation isn't great, but I still think he's going to get at least 60% of those touches in that offense. Right. And he was just so efficient last year, um, and I was a fan. So, um, you know, going down a running back, I wouldn't trade Geis. I don't think I'd trade the one-on-one for Geis or Sony Michelle, but I would for Carrion. That's kind of my cutoff point there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think also, you know, it's just the biggest advantage in Dynasty is aging wide receivers. So right. I think I'd rather trade the one-on-one for Thielen and maybe Thielen plus or Brandon Cooks plus or AJ Green plus or T.Y. Hilton plus, you know. Um, I think... I think what you were saying was a good point. Carry on's probably a little bit overvalued. So I think you're going to get the, all those guys we talked about for probably even less than maybe what Carrion's price currently is. And I think it also depends what you need and what you want from the trade, of course, team by team. But right. like trading sure. for running backs or trading away running backs for the 1.01 seems a little more risky for most where... I think we have more questions about the running backs in this class. If you're trading for the 1.01, you're probably going for a wide receiver. Yeah, unless unless one of those top two or three running backs lands in like Tampa Bay in the first two rounds. Right. Is there a running back like? Well, let's say one of your top two goes to Tampa Bay. Do you have him over Kerryon Johnson and Geis, or to move up to a player that you like, like uh, James Conner? That's a really that's a really good question. I don't know. I think it'd be close. Um, Geis, yes. Because AP is there. He's coming off of ACL. Um, I had concerns about guys, even though he was, you know, him and Chubb were that running back two, three for me last year. Um, so probably over guys. I'm not sure about over carry on. But I also have I also have doubts. I mean, it's funny that Jacobs was, you know, getting talked about as kind of a first round lock there for quite a while. Um, and now it's it's almost even hard to see him getting drafted in maybe even the second round, any of these running backs. But you would think somebody's got to take a 
you know, maybe one, two, maybe even three of these running backs in the second round. I mean, historically, I don't know what the, the number is, but there has to be at least two running backs drafted in the first two rounds of every every draft, like of any time, right? Right. What we're really talking about, looking at players over that 1.01 means the players that you can, according to ADP, trade away to get the 1.01, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think most people at this point know is probably a riskier proposition than we'd say most years anyway. Yeah. What if you were looking to trade uh, it away? So looking at players below that value, like the ones that stand out to me just give you time to actually look. Like there's a lot of players below Nikhil Harry here, and I think it's pretty pretty established here that I like the 1.01 this year. I like Nikhil Harry a lot, but he's currently, mm-hmm. um, and I saw this as a conversation on Twitter recently actually, and where you trade the 1.01 for Jarvis Landry. To me, Jarvis Landry is probably, unless you're really building hard and trying to get as much value as possible, I'd probably take Landry over the 1.01, and I'm not a big Landry guy. But the the running backs below that line, I would be more than happy to trade away. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. There are a number of wide receivers here that I would definitely yeah. target. So if I was looking to trade away the 1.01, I think trading for a wide receiver is the way to go. And don't you think there's a pretty big tier break there in value? Like Heck, yes. It's, it's funny in, in that March, AD, March ADP, like Corey Davis, DJ Moore, Cooper yep. Cup, like that's a really solid group there. And then after the, some of these rookies, you get Derrick Henry. I mean, I'd even maybe put Jarvis Landry in that group, but Marlon Mack. Uh, Philip Lindsay, and you know I love Philip Lindsay, but like I'm not tra- trading <laughs> right. the 101. And I took a lot of heat this offseason saying Philip Lindsay's probably worth the 101. Right. I wouldn't trade it, but he's probably worth that um, because if he had any draft capital at all and he was a top 10 running back coming off his rookie season, he'd be in the top 20 or so. I wouldn't trade the 101 for Philip Lindsay, you know, but um, yeah, I think it, it is funny that these rookies kind of tiered out um, right where I think there's a pretty big tier break. Um, but I thought I thought Robert Woods should maybe be huh. higher, maybe just above. I think Robert Woods should be in that Cooper Cup tier. Um, but it was it's funny. I just pulled up our the most recent DLF mock that right. I'm in currently that's still running right now, and. Uh, the first rookie to go was DK Metcalf. Just had to fit that and one. He in, didn't went he? at forty-five overall. The next rookie went at forty-nine, and that was Josh Jacobs. The next rookie went at fifty-two. That was Hakeem Butler. The next rookie went at fifty-nine. DK Metcalf. That was actually sorry. Ryan McDowell took AJ Brown at fifty-eight. I took DK Metcalf at fifty-nine. Um, and then 60, David Montgomery went. 61, Daryl Henderson went. So there was like a right. run on rookies, but late. Don't you think that's really late? Like late 50s for a lot of these guys? It's interesting you should say that. I was just looking and at, if you don't know how the ADP works, what Ryan does is perform at least five rookie drafts every month. And then we're looking at the average of where those players went in order to get the exact ADP. Um, and but above Nikhil Harry, so above what we're calling the 1.01, it's a pretty tight range in those five drafts. Players pretty much get drafted within the same 10 spots mm-hmm. 
in all five of the drafts. There are a few exceptions, like um, James Conner um, and Le'Veon Bell and Brandon Cooks, wide receivers especially. Sometimes um, the variance is a little higher than that. But the minute you get to new to Nikhil Harris, where the rookies start getting taken. And I should point out, we are talking about the 1.01, but Metcalf goes right after that, and then like three or four spots later, Hakeem Butler and Josh Jacobs go. So really we're talking between the 1.01 and the 1.05. And that's the thing I love about this draft class, that there is kind of a pick-your-own-ADP. Mm-hmm. And so all of the top three, at least, picks, I think have very similar value this True. year. And depending on what you need. But the minute you get there, the variance goes from like between 1 to 10 to 17 to 20. So the <laughs> sure. rookies are being drafted um, like within the same 17 picks in the five drafts instead of within the same 10. And so you can see where that teardrop's happening, where people are kind of taking their shot in this range. It's making a lot of sense is what I'm saying. But like you say, when you get to Robert Woods, he's always drafted within the same eight spots. And that maybe does indicate that he should be above the 1.01. Mm-hmm. So if you like Robert Woods or the Rams, which you probably should, and that's that's a really good way of saying that you're probably right. I'm actually, I'm feeling lower than smart people, which is never a good thing on, <laughs> on Robert Woods. Like I've just never really, once a guy doesn't hit, I hate having to recalculate him as a hit, you know? Sure. Um. The the thought process is there. I mostly go to Landry on that. And like I say, I'm not a big Landry guy, but you can't argue. Like, if we get what Landry has given us just in raw yards out of Nikhil Harry, I'll be, you know, ecstatic. That's like, that. you can't really hope for more than that mm-hmm. out of any rookie wide receiver. But it does seem to me that, like, within the top three rookie picks, if you want to trade for it, you're going to have to give a running back, maybe that you're a little lower than than ADP. And if you want to trade it away, it's a great time to go and get a couple of wide receivers or a wide receiver plus yeah. um, with those earlier picks. And I think that's a solid process because right under that, like I'm really high on um, Tyler Boyd. And you can also get Cortland Sutton, who you know was in this range of ADP last year. So maybe he was a little lower than the 1.05. It depended on your draft, I guess. But um, and Calvin Ridley as well. So you can get last year's wide receivers, maybe with an extra pick thrown in for the one point one point oh one. And that seems a little crazy. <laughs> easily, yeah. I think I think pretty pretty easily. And then I like I think there's probably about what do you think one oh six or so is pretty. I would almost say one oh one oh one to one oh six isn't all that much differentiated. Um maybe even 107 so that's where i'd look i think there's a pretty big teardrop there so i think go ahead sorry dude now according to you know just the list we're looking at um they get drafted right after the 1.04 so that's even a little higher but i think you're right there's some variance there like we're saying so the 1.06 where's where's hakeem butler in the march ADP, because he's flying up boards right now. Hakeem Butler's right in this range. He's 49. Oh, 49. Okay, so he is up there already. He's a 1.03, according to the way we're talking about okay. it, anyway. Man, he has flown up, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. That's the Evan Silva bump. Right, right. Matt, Matt Waldman bump. Ryan McDowell bump. And yeah, I'm just saying, I would love a Calvin Ridley, maybe a Cortland Sutton, definitely a Tyler Boyd, with a second round pick for my top three rookie pick this year. That would be 
that'd be great. <laughs> I think you can even get more. Honestly, well, Alan Robinson think... is below these guys. Is the name I just noticed. yeah. Dang. Yeah, dang. And I think I think you're settling. And again, I I'm a, a settler, Jake. That's what I do. Yeah, I, like I know you. You need to be more greedy. No, the um, minute he hit my value line, I'm like, it just. <laughs> It's like the cups fall, it just starts running over, and I, I say yes. I can see that. But be greedy for me. What should we be actually looking for out of these top four picks? Well, like I said, I think you should be getting a top 30 player. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that's where I think that's where they're going to be eventually. You know, and that's, that's also why you wait to um, trade these picks a little bit longer, because... Their ADP is going to get higher. Um, and this goes back to something I asked about. Um, and I'm bringing it back because I think you have an answer and I didn't. Um, is there something that can happen in the draft to increase the value of those first three picks? You know, we know that it's going to happen. Like these th- picks are going to accrue more value. But mm-hmm. mostly I think we talk about that being, you know, hype value, not real. It shouldn't increase, but it does. Is there something that happened for you that would really make you start valuing the 1.01 like a top 30 player? Like you would no longer be willing to trade it for one of those players? Like, is it oh, is it I, David Montgomery going to the Chiefs or Hakeem Butler going to the Packers? That type of move? I still don't think so. All right, I don't, I, no. but I think it's I think it's I think it's close. But I mean, again, even the fact that I'm thinking it's even close and I'm even thinking about right. it. Right means that those guys would be huge sells as hard as it would be you know like <laughs> i'm thinking like if dk metcalf goes to the packers at 12 overall um that'd be so hard for me not to sell <laughs> right <laughs> but at the same time like i mean and maybe maybe dk is not the guy maybe it's maybe it's Nikhil harry just because i think he's a little bit um he has less question marks and i think more people are um behind him um, or even Hakeem Butler, you know, like that. He's he's a guy that's almost taken the place of DK Metcalf's hype, you right. know, because Metcalf was getting a lot of the hype early, and now it feels like a lot of his flaws are are getting pounced on, and now Hakeem Butler's was kind of getting hurt early in the process, but now he's kind of the hype guy. So, but again, regardless of what your flavor is, I think any of those top rod receivers go to the Packers or go to the Colts. Or, you know, let's say go to the Chiefs because Tyreek Hill's going to get traded or whatever the case is. It's no matter what happens there, it's hard to imagine not wanting to sell that guy for a top 30 player. And how about if you don't have one of the top picks? Like I was thinking, like, like you were saying, I normally don't have a top five pick. I'm not bragging. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what mm-hmm. if you have one of these later picks? Uh, I was looking down here, and you've got Kelvin Harmon at 72. That's like a late first-round pick, isn't it? Um, That looks like... Mid to late. I think yeah. I think Harmon's hovering around that 110 area. Um, yeah. So you've got, like, Harmon to Fant, which is like um, 72 to 84 ADP. Um, mm-hmm. See anyone above or below those guys for trading it away or trading for it? Uh, Christian Kirk. Yes, uh, I would love to sell. You know, a late first for Christian Kirk. I tell you That'd what, be I, phenomenal. I, I just offered 
um, Carla Breck from the Dynasty Dummies. Who we we always yeah. seem to be talking about those guys. It's like we like them or something. <laughs> um, but I just offered him Austin Hooper because his tight ends stink. And a first round pick. And I also think I threw in Tyrell Williams just so he had a wide receiver coming back for Christian Kirk. Um, was that in our league, the non, yep. the no name league? Yep, that was. And what, what was your pick? What's your pick? In that I league? don't know. It, it was around this. It's got to be a. It's a mid, mid to late. It's mid to late. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he just outright told me no. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. Not even. I thought. Uh, like I sent him one offer, and I was like, "That's not enough." So I went back, revoked it, and added a first. Just like, let's get this done. I thought I was definitely paying, you know, over the wow. top for Kirk. <clears throat> and apparently he's as high on me as Kirk. But, like, if you can get Kirk for one of these late picks, I think that's excellent. I think I do remember Kyle liking Kirk. I think he was pretty good in his model He's last a numbers year. guy. He's got his head screwed yeah. on, so he knows. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, Peter? Nothing. Um, <laughs> Look at this, though. Um, Dante Pettis, 75 overall. Yeah, I would trade Dante Pettis away for those other things. So, I, I like, I still have concerns. I, I may, and I've said this before, like, I hold on to my rookie evaluations of wide receivers, especially, a little too long. Like, Calvin Ridley, I've managed to pivot in my mind on. He did well enough. It was touchdown dependent, and he's still behind Julio Jones, dang it. Like I said, he would be, but, and he's due regression, but I can pivot to, he's good. Okay, fine. And he did enough, but like Pettis, I was low on him coming in. I'm still low on him. I I think that's as much as we can do to try and provide some context of where to trade picks and what players to try and target. I do think there seems to be a pattern where in the top five, um, you can trade running backs away to get those picks and you can trade those picks away to get a wide receiver. Um, Lower round picks, you kind of have a pick your poison um, option there. You, if you need running backs or you need wide receivers, you can kind of go both ways. I think it's going to be harder to trade those lower picks for running backs, though, just because the class or ADP in general seems to be lower on the running backs for this class. Um, Jake, do you have any final thoughts on the values of where you can trade or what you should trade picks for? Yeah, I think the the big takeaway here is, and I felt this way for a long time, is just is trade those high picks for a little bit aging wide receivers. Yeah, I, I think that's always a good move. Maybe not Hilton or Green for you though, right? You well, no, no, no. I, I mean, the one on one, maybe not, but uh, you know, a top five pick, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm on board with. That. All right, guys, um, we're gonna get out of here the crossroads is about to open up for morning traffic at this point so we're going to leave you on that hopefully you found some value while looking for trades i think standard procedure like jake was saying wait to trade those picks they're going to get more valuable i have been finding pretty good and this is something i was going to mention pretty good luck trading 2020 picks into this class and that might be something we'll have to bring up at another point. So, all right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for joining us at the Crossroads this week. I hope you had fun and found something of value or at least some form of entertainment. I've had fun here like I always do, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Later. You're at the Dynasty Crossroads that film and analytics create. Crossroads that film and analytics create. Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape. It's the Dynasty Crossroads where.
Okay, I was just gonna say the the they're the names that stick out to me in this late first. Oh, I have a I have a fun exercise after you finish your your thought. Yeah. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a pole, Twitter is gold, play run fold, so um well before I get there, I traded a 2021 first. If we're still here in two years, you can give me heat. But I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart the film is an art. Well, Nikhil Harry is visiting Seattle, so we'll see. <laughs> but, anyways, so I want to go through this list and just off the top of your head, not uh, Alan Robinson. Um, Quick fire. I trade any first for him. More specific. Any first from the 1.0. I want to. I want a specific. Mike Williams. Yeah. Who? Mike Williams. Let me just get this straight. You want to know what pick I would trade for? Yes. Them, right? Specific. Off the top of your head. Mike Williams. <sighs> Faster. Do it now. One point ten. One point okay. ten, maybe. Okay. Elshon Jeffrey. Three point oh two. <laughs> <laughs> May, may, uh, maybe maybe lower. Russ Fisher is not going to be. Ha- I think Russ likes Elshon, but um, you need to be more greedy. 